Hello guys and welcome into another episode of Sweet Tea Takes. It has been a hot minute since I last uh, made an episode. I've been doing some personal things with my work and then my schoolwork. I'm preparing for my final semester here at the University of Iowa. Um, but nonetheless, uh, today's episode is just going to be about my Florida Gators and the absolute train wreck we have been on post week four. Um, so let me first go over uh, week three against Alabama. <clears throat> there was a lot of optimism despite the actual loss. Um, there's no moral victories, obviously, in football, but for a team that was uh, supposed to have a lot of questions around the quarterback situation and obviously the hype around this Alabama team. Um, that's a moral victory. Um, we should have won that game. Uh, there were some some miscues for both sides of the ball, but nonetheless, um, that uh, that game, it, uh, it raised some eyebrows for a lot of critics um, that said that Florida was going to get smashed by double digits. So nonetheless, um, that was a game that I walked away feeling pretty confident about. And then you, fa- you fast forward a week to Tennessee. Um, that was a game that I actually was in person for. I was there um, that entire week uh, leading up to that game, that was a phenomenal atmosphere. Um, there were some things we had to clean up as well. Um, you know, quarterback play. It's always been a question this year with Emory Jones versus Anthony Richardson. Um, plus the defense has been kind of, it's been up and down all year uh, leading up to that at least. And then, uh, but nonetheless, you know, 38-14, you can't complain. Um, I got my money's worth on the trip. Um, so leaving that game, I think a lot of Florida fans felt pretty good going in to Lexington for the next week against Kentucky. But that was not how it went. That was, <laughs> that could not have been a more wrong uh, feeling going into that game. But the most frustrating thing for Florida fans is that in recent years, this game has been a lot more competitive than it should be. Now, I'm not hating on Kentucky. You know, they're a decent program. But, um, but yeah, but heading into that game, there there was not a doubt in my mind, at least, that we would lose that game, given you know the way the team was playing leading up to that week. Um, but we bit the rat poison, as uh, Nick Saban would say. We ate a whole can of fucking raid. Pardon my language, but we ate a whole can of raid that weekend. Um, but it also doesn't help when you're uh, you managed to rack up 115 penalty yards. Um, up front, we could not stop anybody on defense. Uh, the D line could not get whatsoever. The defensive line could not get one ounce of pressure whatsoever. And then uh, for the offensive line, we just continued to uh, to essentially just back ourselves up. You know, there were times where we would be driving, but then you get a holding penalty or you know pass interference, something like that. Well, then you're now. Well, then now it's, you know, first and 20 or or things like that. So it was a combination of that plus uh, just not really being prepared Um, coming into this game. I uh, think that we thought that we were going to roll this game by like 25 points and uh, we essentially got punched in the mouth. So um, this game uh, probably probably was the most frustrating at the time until the following week. (laughs) So uh, following week, we had to uh, to to Death Valley to see our our good friends. Um, Florida versus LSU, this is always going to be a game uh, that always lives up to the expectations, especially, oh, pardon me, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, we missed out on Vanderbilt, I'm so sorry. Vanderbilt, we could not forget you guys. Uh, 42-0, to zero, um, that was a game that 
that I know nobody thought we were going to lose. So 42 to zero, there's not much to say about that. That game was expected. So now we'll transition. So we head to, uh, to, to Death Valley. Pardon me. Uh, words are hard today. Um, this game was the Grantham game. Uh, there's one, I think there's about, there's one or two games that we have each year where Todd Grantham just decides to, you know, say, fuck this. And I'm um, just not, I uh, just not care. Um, not like he, you know, so not like our defense does any good uh, when he does care. But uh, nonetheless, uh, we we could not stop a parked car, especially with our run defense. We could not figure out for the life of us that they were running a counter play almost the entire game. We could not figure out the way to the way to stop it or to sniff it out. It was. It was god awful, frustrating as hell to watch. Uh, I think the most, um, the next frustrating part, aside from the fact that we could not figure out a counterplay, was the fact that we scored forty two. The offense played great. Um, that was the Richardson game. The dude was in his bag the entire game. Um, but nonetheless, true Florida fashion, you score forty two, but you give up forty nine, and that does not win football games, obviously. Um, so Davis Price ran for 290 yards and three touchdowns. Let that sink in, Florida fans. On nearly the same play design, a counterplay. We could not figure out a counterplay. For a team that dominated... <sighs> Pardon me. Sorry, guys, I'm tired. Um, for a team that dominated this Alabama team a few weeks prior. We won the battle up front versus Alabama, but we could not win up front versus LSU, which was a team that was so crippled with injuries leading up to this game that their fans didn't even think that they were going to win. Their fans were kind of shocked that we won. So this was a game that we basically um, just gave them. Um, but, yeah, that was probably the most frustrating game uh, but that was only, but that was short lived. Um, there's a few things left that we're going to go over that will lead to a change in that. So you got a nice little bye week there to prepare for your uh, impending doom against Georgia. Um, one thing that I will give Georgia is that their defense is absolutely incredible, but their offense, I'm I'm skeptical about, uh, simply because uh, this defense gives them short fields. Okay, so defense gets a pick, turnover, whatever, you know, so whatever kind of turnover that you want to call it. Um, well, they get those turnovers with short fields. So you're guaranteed either a, a a guaranteed field goal or six points, you know, for this offense. So their defense is basically doing what the 1985 Bears did because that offense wasn't really that good besides sweetness. Um, but nonetheless, um, this game, uh, 34-7 should not have been that uh, that comp- sorry should not have been that that wide of a margin uh, simply because we gave them. 21 free points. We had a pick six plus the Richardson fumble. That was a very questionable call. There's a lot of Florida fans that want that one back, including myself. And then uh, there was another uh, pick that resulted in a uh, future six points. And then we had a missed field goal um, somewhere in there. can't remember the exact time, but uh, when you factor all those things in, the game should have been 13 to 10. So a lot closer than what it looks on paper. Um, This game was just a combination of, uh, mental mistakes and just poor planning. Um, but yeah, that Georgia team, you know, the defense is good, but uh, um, but we'll see what happens when the playoff comes around and 
they see these high-powered offenses from Oklahoma and uh, from Alabama. So, and now we'll transition to the worst loss of the season against South Carolina. Florida gave up 40 points. Florida fans let it sink in. Okay, time's up. 40 points to a South Carolina team that was playing not the starter, not the backup, but a third string quarterback. How? 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 That's the only question that I have, but but there really is no definitive answer outside of the fact um, that this team has uh, just given up. I mean, there's really just no explanation. You know, this team had um, they had no confidence in their defensive scheme. They had no confidence in their offense and nothing to really play for. You know, you get handled by um, by Georgia. You know, you guys really don't have, you know, that much to play for because your team is uh, they're spiraling. You know, they, you know, this season has been a train wreck post uh, week four, you know, so there's really not a lot to be said there. Just the fact that our guys have just, you know, some of these guys have, um, uh, they've realized that there's just not much to play for right now. Um, but 40 points to South Carolina is inexcusable, especially considering that the South Carolina team only beat Vanderbilt by one, by one. Let it sink in again. Time's up again. By one, they barely beat Vanderbilt. By one. And we gave up 40. There were guys that were that were so incredibly wide open that the TV frame didn't have one Florida player pictured in it because they were that wide open. My TV is a 75-inch, and there was not one Florida player present in um, – I think it was the second quarter touchdown that was so incredibly wide open. The TV screen didn't even have a Florida a Florida player pictured in it. That's how wide open they were. And then and then uh, you flip that over to the fact that the offense made South Carolina look like the 1985 Bears. We have just um, this season has been a a uh, I think the better term would be to just. It's a failure. It's a failure. Um, this season, there was a lot of promise coming into this. We were said to win the East by a few people. Uh, the Bama game, that showed a lot of presence, or uh, presence, a lot of positivity, um, some optimism there. And then post-Tennessee, Florida was riding high. And then you just absolutely go off the rails. And um, But a part of me is thankful for this loss because we needed this to finally get Todd Grantham the fuck up out of Gainesville. Um, Dan sent his shit packing a couple days after, and uh, so I know um, there are a lot, if not all, uh, Florida Gators fans are celebrating in the streets as we speak. Um, this has been a huge victory, and now I know that that doesn't, you know, uh, um, and it doesn't fix the fact that we are four and five, which does not look good at all. Um, next to that logo, because our logo should never have a four and five record next to it, uh, given the history of our university. But uh, this is just one of those years where um, some serious changes need to be made uh, with the coaching and just uh, there's a lot of things behind the scenes and that need to be taken care of. Um, Mullen, unfortunately, I personally don't think will be fired this year. 
Um, the buyout is $12 million. And I know it's not as much as coach owes, but, um, but I think, uh, I think Mullen is going to keep his job at least for a year since he made these personnel changes. Um, so yeah, uh, Florida just needs to ride the rest of the season out. And, um, we're not even bowl eligible right now, people. We're four and five, as I said earlier. So we have Samford coming up this weekend at home. And I swear to God, if we cannot beat Samford, they have a 1% chance to win this game. Uh, according to whatever the hell that thing is for, um, for a percentage to win. I think it's, uh, FPI, something like that, whatever the case is. If we cannot beat Samford at home, then we don't deserve to have a football program. Just plain and simple like that. If we do not beat Samford, that might be the end of it. Just plain and simple. Mullen will be canned as soon as that game goes, as soon as that game goes final, they will be, this man will be, this man will have his plane ticket fucking booked if they lose to Sanford. <coughs> Pardon me. Um, and then we have uh, Missouri. This is going to be probably one of those trap games where we boat race for, for the first half. It's like 14-10, 17-14, 10-7, whatever the hell you want to give uh, projections to be. Um, but uh, Florida fans would hope that we could beat Missouri. Um, so, yeah, that game will kick off at 3 p.m. on uh, no- November 20th. And then we got Florida State. Um, so they've been playing a bit better than what they began with, with that uh, winless beginning to their season. And then they went 0-4. Um, so now they've kind of you know, cleaned some things up. But nonetheless, I think we have a coaching advantage with Mullen versus Norvell, a talent a talent advantage. Um, nonetheless, you know, uh, you assume nothing this year with Florida. Um I feel like these guys will keep it competitive for three quarters. And then, um, yeah, this might be the game where uh, where they give us problems. Uh, it's not going to be a, a blowout like two years ago. So, um, yeah, Florida fans, uh, just hang in there. Uh, let's hope for six and six. And we'll go to uh, the Birmingham Bowl or some shit like that. And we'll play um, some middle road team. But, uh I mean, I guess if there were some positives to, to take away from this season, if any, I would say the fact that Grantham is finally gone and we can go look for a uh, for a new coordinator that, that can not only get these guys structured right, but can also recruit because there is a huge talent gap between Florida and Georgia. I mean, these guys have been wiping the floor with us, uh, plus with Dan Mullen's comments saying that recruiting is more focused on the offseason – that obviously didn't look good. Plus, we've had some recent decommitments um, from Julian Humphrey. And uh, we had um, – what's his name? Uh, C.J. Hawkins. He flipped his, his commitment to Stanford, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, uh, to Stanford. That was a really – and that was a kind of a gut punch given his size for tight end. He's like six foot six, foot six, six foot seven. So that would have been a really nice weapon to have. Nonetheless, we have good tight ends right now on the roster. But the fact that we are just beginning to slip in all facets of our program right now, you know, the losses, the bad record, the coaching changes, the recruiting, you know, we've had a lot of of uh, question marks. You know, there's a few recruits that have hinted at flipping their recruitment. 
since um since uh um oh my god what's his name <laughs> drawing a blank coach Havesi was fired excuse me um sorry for that uh what a brain fart there it's been a long day um yeah so there have been some recruits that have um uh, they've released some things that might it might show some signs of uh, recruitment um, flipping, but uh, there are some promises with this incoming class. Uh, Nick Evers has been doing incredibly well for his high school right now, and then he is probably uh, the leader of this incoming class, and he has said multiple times that he is not changing his commitment. Um, same with Chandler Smith and for recently committed Jaden Gibson. Um, so we do have some promise there with recruiting, but I do think that we could be doing a lot better especially given, you know, the resources that you have, plus you're in the state of Florida. That is a huge talent pool. And plus, uh, it's the logo. You know, that Gator logo, you know, that carries weight. You know, not only from past, but now. You know, that logo carries weight. Not to mention um, the new facility that we have coming in uh, December of next year. Plus, you're sponsored by Jordan. You know, there's only uh, four programs right now that are sponsored by Jordan. And to have that uh, put next to your name is pretty freaking special. Um, you know, so there's really no, uh, there's no reason for us to not be recruiting um, like, like Georgia and, and Bama. And I mean, for Christ's sake, in uh, Missouri just got a five-star receiver, you know? I mean, so if Missouri can pull, you know, five-star players, then why can't we? You know, what's the excuse there? So... Um, that's just one of the things that has to change. Uh, it has to change soon, too, because we are getting absolutely slammed in uh, recruiting with these games we're getting killed in. You know, there's just not a lot of a positive energy right now. Um, so we'll see what happens uh, coming towards the end of the season here. we got a few games left. We have to try to get bowl eligible. Um, but, yeah, the, I think um, the most realistic thing here is um, Florida goes – seven and five, or at the very worst, we go six and six. I, I personally don't foresee us losing to Samford or Missouri or to Florida State. But, you know, uh, you can assume nothing this year, given that um, that we didn't expect to lose to Kentucky. So, and uh, South Carolina, that was that was uh, definitely not a part of the plan here. So, um, but yeah, you know, there's a lot of growth we can uh, take out of this season. Um, we're going to have a bunch of new guys coming in. Um, Zachary Carter is going to be gone. Uh, we have a few other guys uh, leaving. Valentino is going to be gone. Um, some uh, some linemen uh, for some offensive linemen. Jesus Christ, this is words are not happening today. Um, so we're going to have some changes coming in, uh, not only coaching but for players as well. So we have some youth coming in. Um, some of these guys ha have a lot of promise. It's going to be great to see what happens next year. But for this year, I think the I think the the goal should be just getting up out of here with a seven and five record, um, you know, uh, getting that bowl win. And then um, you basically make those, uh, those coaching changes. Um, if there's any, that if there's any more that need to be made. And uh, I think we just prepare for next season. You know, we got to show some pride and finish seven and five and, and get that bowl win. You know, we can't just totally quit. Um, if I know that's not you know, fully my choice, that's, you know, it's a choice for the players you know, the guys that are, you know, they're directly with this program, you know, they're involved directly with the program. So, 
Uh, but yeah, uh, Florida fans, uh, hang in there, and uh, maybe we'll uh, we'll get them next year. Um, the schedule next year is very favorable. Um, uh, the bigger games for us are mostly at home. Uh, the toughest road game is going to be Texas A&M or Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee, they're actually not looking too bad right now. I personally think that if Florida right now were to play Tennessee, uh, Tennessee would probably beat this. Um, they'd probably beat the shit out of us. Um, there's no lie there. They'd probably beat the shit out of us. They've played a lot better football than what we saw week four. Um, so I will give them that benefit. Um, Tennessee is looking pretty decent with Josh Heupel. Um, but yeah, so next year, uh, Florida has a relatively favorable schedule. Um, so we'll see what happens, guys. Um, thanks for tuning in to uh, Sweet Tea Takes, and uh, we'll see you guys later.